the smallest shift that created the most epic outcome was when my brother-in-law asked me to visit one of his clients of his advertising agency to see if I could help him convert the leads he was receiving but couldn't convert. I let go and to talk to Bob and see what happens. And that hour created everything that's happened since. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I'll introduce our guest, who is someone I admire and and I'm so honored to have on the show. I've got Michael Gerber here. He's the author of the New York Times mega bestseller for two consecutive decades, The E-Myth Revisited and nine other worldwide bestselling E-Myth books concerning small businesses and entrepreneurship leadership, and management. Additionally, Michael has written 19 industry-specific E-Myth vertical books, which and all of his books combined have been read by millions of people worldwide, which just boggles my mind. It's published in 30 languages, taught in 118 universities. But Michael is not only a great author, he's a great leader of business transformation services as well. His mission is to transform the state of small business and entrepreneurship worldwide. Welcome, Michael. How are you doing? Well, thank you. I'm delighted. Well, let's get right into it. I want to just dive in and let everyone know what was one small shift at the time in your life, at any point in your life, that was small and it ended up creating an epic outcome. Well, the smallest shift that created the most epic outcome was when my brother-in-law asked me to visit one of his clients um, of his advertising agency to see if I could help him convert the leads he was receiving but couldn't convert. And I say it was the most epic because, um, as I said to my brother-in-law at the time, um, he had no idea why he wanted me to do that because I didn't know anything about business. I wasn't interested in business. I'd never been interested in business, and I was 40 years old. So the second piece was that this was a high-tech company. Uh, in Silicon Valley, and I had absolutely no idea um, what, in quotes, high-tech was. So here we go. My brother-in-law, his name is Ace, it still is, and he still is my brother-in-law, which is absolutely remarkable. Um, and I simply had no idea what in the world he wanted me to do or why he wanted me to do it. And he said, Michael, you know more than you think you do. Just 
Let's go and see. Let's talk to Bob and see what happens. So I let go and to talk to Bob and see what happens. And that hour created everything that's happened since. Think about that. In that hour, everything that's happened in my life was created. Out of sheer, they say, the blue. (laughs) There was no way anyone, Brian, could have said that what's going to happen when you do this is impossible. Literally impossible. Not virtually impossible. Literally impossible. So when you talk about a shift... I mean, that's what that was. It was just a shift. And what made that shift possible, one piece of that, was why not? I literally had no reason not to do it. Ace asked me for a favor, and I said, sure. Let's see what happens. So, well, I'm dying to know what happened in that hour. Oh, well, really, it was was astonishing because I didn't know anything about business, but I assumed since the guy owned one, he did. And um, when we started this hour, my brother-in-law, Ace, took off. So he said, I'll be back in an hour to pick you up. So now he's leaving me with his client. I have no idea what his client does. There had been no information shared. All I knew was that he wasn't able to convert the leads into sales. So the guy says to me, what do you know about my business? Nothing, Bob. What do you know about my product? Less than that, Bob. How can you help me? Having a clue, Bob. But Ace thinks I can. <laughs> You're Ace, Ace's client, and we got an hour to kill because he's gone. <laughs> so let's talk, Bob. So we started the conversation. And what I began to find out, I just began asking questions. So, Bob, what do you do? Why do you do? Da, 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 da. And, um, what began to happen was that I began to realize that every one of his answers were anecdotal answers. That he, he didn't really have factual answers for my questions. And the more that occurred, the more I realized is that I knew more than Bob did. Now, understand when I said I wasn't interested in business, you got to understand I, I was a saxophone player. Um, I was a well. I am a sax. I was a saxophone player as well. Okay, I was yeah. a saxophone player. I was a wandering Jew. Um, I was. Wait, we're two for two. <laughs> there you go. I was a wandering Jew. I sold encyclopedias, um, and um, I learned how to do that. Then I became a manager of encyclopedia sales. Nobody does that. You understand? I mean, just nobody 
sells encyclopedias. I mean, that's, you're, you're the bottom of the barrel if you are an encyclopedia salesman. So nobody sells encyclopedias and nobody, but nobody becomes a manager of encyclopedia salespeople. Well, I did both of those. And then, and then, and then, and then, and the last part of this process was that I became a framing um, carpenter. So I decided, this is my 30s, I decided rather than um, working with my mouth, I was going to learn to work with my hands. Uh, another now I'm going to, now I'm going to, now I'm going to. So I moved from Northern California to Southern California and began to call on um, contractors to get a job uh, with no experience. And I'd get one and I'd lose it in three minutes and I'd get one and I'd lose it in six minutes and I'd get one and I'd lose it in 10 minutes. And finally, um, a friend of my mother's who's a, who was a contractor um, she told him this story. She said, but look, I'll put him on, but he's absolutely out of his mind. He has no idea what he's getting himself into. And so he hired me and he put me under um, the guy who went around fixing all the mistakes on the track. Um, and he taught me. So I'm learning from him to be a pickup guy. On the track. That's what I was doing. Pickup guy on the track. So now I'm fixing the mistakes of guys who know how to do what they're doing, learning how to do what I had to learn how to do what they were doing. And then I decided, and I did that for about three years. And finally, now I know what I need to do. So I moved to Northern California to become a framing contractor. And we're going to move to Mendocino County and move to Mendocino County in my romantic vision. I'm going to live in the country, deep in the country and work with my hands. And you, you, know, you can just, you can just see the romanticist that I was and I am. And that's when I stayed over at Ace's house on my way to Mendocino County. So you think, you see the shift, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you talk about these shifts, um, they can be absolutely remarkable, remarkable things. There's no logic for them at all. I mean, th this is so, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and you don't notice them until after they've happened. Um, just to put a bow, bow tie on the, uh, on the uh, hour, how did that end? It ended, he hired me. What was the, what was the shift that made that the shift happen? In that meeting was I realized he didn't know what a selling system is. So he was, he hired sales engineers. They had to be engineers, understand the high tech product. And they had to be sales guys to be able to sell it. But I began to realize that each and every single one of them were doing their own thing. 
So Murray was doing it this way, Jack was doing it that way, Jared was doing it that way, et cetera, and so forth and so forth and so on. And he had no comprehension about how to manage a sales organization. Now, I understand everybody in business has to learn how to manage a sales organization, even if they only got one, even if they don't have any salespeople. Because effectively, that's got to happen. But if you don't understand it systemically, you're screwed. So as I'm going through this process with Bob, and I suddenly come to that awareness, Bob doesn't know what a selling system is. He asked me, well, can you create one? And of course, I said, sure. Now, you got to understand, I said, sure, with the confidence that I could, but without any experience having done it. Meaning I could manage it. I could do it. I understood it. But I'd never been a consultant. Never even entered my consciousness. I was right now in a completely different world than I'd ever lived in with Bob. It was like, it was completely foreign to me. Can you do that? Sure I can. Bob hired me. So when Ace comes to pick me up, he says, what happened? I said, Bob hired me. He said, how could Bob hire you? You don't know anything about his business. You don't know anything about his product. I said, Bob, Ace, you told me I knew more than I thought I did, and you were right. I do, I did. And he got it. And that's what started everything. Wow. Well, so obviously that, um, that came from somewhere you were, you, you found something that lit you up that then became, well, it it was uh, creating, it was creating. There's suddenly this creative buoyancy that arose within me. I saw something, I felt something, I could uh, uh, grok something. And in the process of that happening, something was born. So the inspiration was born um, because I suddenly saw something that I'd never thought about before. And that is, if this is true of Bob, and Ace doesn't know it, then it's got to be true of all of Ace's clients or not. But my intuition told me it was. So it was something, a door opened up suddenly into a completely new world. And it wasn't like I was, you know, sort of, sort of interested in it. It was provocative. So here I was having this provocative experience, 40 years of age, and realizing I can do this. Not only I can do that, I was creating this. It wasn't something here that I, in quotes, could do. I wasn't getting a job. Um, I was being asked to create something that doesn't exist. 
at least in the world that Bob lived in, and evidently the world that Ace lived in. You follow? Yeah, I totally do. And you know what's coming up for me is, um, and this is something that you do uh, or have done, and and quite obviously quite well, uh, which is transforming business uh, and 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 the transformation of yourself in that moment is what I imagine is part of the transformation of business that you now teach. Is that is that sound right? Yes, it, it does sound right. And let me say it was the, the realization of something I hadn't seen before, um, both in the outside and in the inside. And the realization of something I hadn't seen before on the outside and the inside, that there was a reality in the world, in life, in this existence, um, that was calling for something more than it was available was the inspiration for pursuing it. So suddenly I was actively engaged in a world anew. And that's an extraordinary experience. I've got to interpret that that's the experience that um, Steve Jobs had. It's an experience that every great entrepreneur has, or let me say every great, as Walt Disney called, imagineer has. You're suddenly confronted by the possibility that you weren't aware of before. And to suddenly become confronted by a possibility that you weren't aware of before, both on the outside and on the inside. And there's some enormously exciting, intuitive realization that's coming to be born there. Um, that's what life is. That's what the best of life is. So I was suddenly confronted by the best of life <laughs> in, that, in that moment, in that hour, simply because I put myself into a space I had no knowledge of, no experience with, um, by simply letting go and allowing something to take place. Anything could have happened. You follow me? Anything could have happened. Could have been the stupidest time in my life. Could have been the best time. I, I have no idea what this was going to be. Nor did I have any connection with Bob. It wasn't like a buddy called Bob. Hey, Michael, would you? It wasn't that at all. I don't know Bob. Bob's looking at his watch. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about business. He doesn't know anything about my product. What am I doing? Spending an hour with this guy. Well, you so you have a lot of uh, other areas I also want to cover, um, and and some of them are are bigger shifts, like not just small, like like insurmountable um, things that you have accomplished. And I'm wondering if you can just maybe look at one and 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 tell me how did you how did you overcome the big mountain, uh, the the Kilimanjaro, if you will, um, of, of some of the bigger things that you did and and accomplished, or, or just one thing. Well, um, let me give you just one thing. Um, 
we decided to franchise our company. Now, this is way back in um, the 80s. This is 1985, 84, 80, like in there. And we decided to franchise our company, and we did. And um, this is after we built our franchise prototype. For anybody who doesn't understand, um, we decided to create the McDonald's of small business consulting services. We had a dream to transform the state of small business worldwide. Uh, we had a vision, um, and that was to um, invent the McDonald's of small business consulting services. Uh, we have a purpose. That was that every small business owner could effectively become successful as a McDonald's franchisee by implementing our paradigm. And we had a mission, and that was to invent a business development system that would make all that possible. That's what we started out in 1977 with the founding of my very first company called the Michael Thomas Corporation. So we just started doing it and went to work on it to design it, build it, launch it, and grow it. And um, we were just amazingly successful at operating our prototype. This was in San Mateo, California. And it was turnkey. We had a turnkey um, lead generation system, a turnkey selling system, a turnkey client fulfillment system. It was a turnkey prototype to be replicated, franchised. And we began to franchise. And in a year, we sold 50-some franchises. And we opened up a franchise center in Northern California and franchise center in Southern California. And obviously at the very beginning, when you're doing that, you're learning how to work with franchisees. You're learning how to um, improve the systems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we suddenly found ourselves with some franchisees who became very disgruntled. And they were very disgruntled because it wasn't working as fast as they wanted it to. And they sued us. So suddenly it wasn't just one franchisee suing us. It was all of our franchisees. So, wow. You got to understand, this is a big deal. And our attorney um, said you're done. There's no way to get over this. I said, bullshit. Um, what they're saying isn't true. Uh, we've done every single thing we've committed ourselves to do by the agreement, the franchise agreement, and we can prove it. He said, well, how can you prove it? I said, I got all the numbers. He said, what do you mean you got all the numbers? I said, we every single sales call we ever made on behalf of our franchisees 
In our franchise model, we did the selling, they did the delivering. Every single franchise, every single call we made, every single client we booked, every single client we handed off, all of that is in a database that we have. He said, wow, let me see it. So we countersued and we won. And they filed bankruptcy. We won close to a million dollar judgment. And they filed bankruptcy and we're suddenly sitting there without franchisees and clients. So we had to then change the business model from a client services center model because the franchisee opened up a client services center where they did their consulting. The client would come into their office to receive their consulting. We had to shut down all the offices. So we made the decision to deliver what we have been delivering face-to-face -face on the telephone. We take all the clients, and now we're going to deliver the Michael Thomas Business Development Program, which is what it was, on the phone with our people. We were on our way to bankruptcy. And that one thing we did saved the day. We negotiated the, the, the shutting down of the offices. We negotiated all the leases. We I mean, it was a monster negotiation. <laughs> and we completely changed our business. Wow. From face to face, like we're doing right now. Yeah. On the phone. That's incredible. So you, you, you have faced, uh, yeah, that, that we called that a Kilimanjaro. That, that was a big one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, the, that was one of the Kilimanjaros. Oh, I'm um, sure. I faced mine. There, there are many, many. Uh, I, I, and when I say that, you've got to understand, I say that reluctantly in a way. And I say that reluctantly because I have to be the stupidest guy on the planet. I mean, how do I get myself into these positions? And I think because I am a hopeless romantic, um, there's a, simply a part of me that knows that there's an answer to everything. There's a solution to every problem on the planet, and I know we can figure it out. So I, I pursue the most unrealistic uh, objectives. The other piece of that problem is I don't have the interest in doing the work. Meaning I didn't build this as Michael Gerber's consulting company. It was the Michael Thomas Corporation. It was the Michael Thomas Business Development Program, and it was delivered by novice coaches, literally people who had no experience in business whatsoever, were going to become our consultants. No experience whatsoever. 
in operating a business, which meant they were completely systems dependent. So we're working with, you know, a mature business guy with a mature business with a kid. Now, when I say a kid, you understand he's not a kid. He's maybe 42 years old and he's looking for a future and he's now going to become a business coach. And we're going to make that possible. And the only reason we can make that possible is not because he knows anything, because he doesn't know anything. That's the first criteria. You don't know anything. That's the good news. <laughs> not the bad news, but you want to do something that matters. We're going to teach you how to do something that matters with a system that's going to make it possible for you to become the knower in the relationship between you and your client. And that was then the underlying, the brilliance of what we've done, um, the daringness of what we've done, that it possessed the knowledge. It, not you. And the minute it did, that meant you're liberated from your own limitations. So I understand that's a very big thing, what I just mm. said. Oh, you I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I um, remember uh, I worked for an ad agency. It was my first job out of college. And I was given this uh, assignment to go to the, this uh, Hotel was one of the one of the big brand that was one of their clients, and I went. They had me go on my own, and I sat there and I listened, and and I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, I just I got a degree, but that doesn't mean you're ready to actually do anything. Um, and so I'm like, well, uh, why don't we create like a little passport booklet, and they can get stamps every time they come back? And they said, we love that idea. And um, I went back to the agency and I said, so how do we do this? <laughs> but you hear me, that's exactly the opposite of what we did. The last thing in the world we wanted to do was to have Brian sitting with a client and coming up with a great idea. That was absolutely the worst thing in the world we could possibly do. See, I should have been working but for you. Well, there's Brian and there's Jerry and there's Judy and there's Jimmy and everybody's coming up with a great idea. But the reality is there is no certainty behind any of that. Um, that then became people dependent. And so the very critical component of this was that it's systems dependent, not people dependent. How do you turn an absolutely consistently congruently people dependent enterprise? into a systems-dependent enterprise. That's what we did. What's one of the key components to doing that? Well, the key component is asking yourself, how do you do this? Mm. I mean, you, now we're asking the question, not how do you do it, mm. is how is it done? Yeah. So we had to invent a way for it to be done. So we literally invented a system-centric 
business development capability that didn't exist. It was ours. I understand when people say, well, how did you know this? And I said, I made it up. <laughs> and for anybody who's listening, he's holding up the uh, E-Myth book E-Myth Revisited. Re- revisited. And why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it. I made it up. Now, what do you mean you made it up? That means that suddenly it makes it stupid. Well, you got to understand that the problem we were trying to solve, why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it, drove the conversation. So you got to understand how alive we were in that situation with a dream, a vision, a purpose, and a mission that were impossible to realize. To transform the state of small business worldwide, to transform the state of entrepreneurship worldwide, to transform the state of economic development worldwide, we are literally on the path to doing that. In in order to transform it, you have to know what's broken. Of course. What's broken? What was broken? What is broken? What's missing in this picture was the big question that drove everything. What's missing in this picture? What's missing in this picture? Uh, Well, the greatest single problem in small business, and I understand small business is business. Uh, The greatest, biggest problem in the people who own small businesses don't know anything about business. So the vast majority of small business owners aren't the entrepreneurs, everybody says they are. They are what we call technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. So what does that mean? They created a job for themselves. So the vast majority, like 90 some odd percent of all small businesses were created a job for the owner who created that job to get rid of the boss. Now, this is the story. This is the E-Myth story. I'm sharing the E-Myth story with you as we're speaking about it here. But the story is at the heart of the problem. So what has to happen then? Well, what has to happen is we have to awaken the entrepreneur within a small business owner. And that means we have to understand the organization of work um, in a way that is not discussed, described, and and related to in all of the medium that are available then for us to do what we had to do. And so we talked about the three functions in a company, the technician, the manager, the entrepreneur. The technician is the producer, the manager, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We created a whole methodology um, to define, describe, and ultimately design how to create the most successful small business in the world, which has already been created in McDonald's. So you understand also what happened after my ACE breakthrough, as I am now with not only Bob, but Jerry and Judy and Jim and Jack and and all different kinds of businesses. I walked into McDonald's and I walked into McDonald's and I immediately saw it. And what I immediately saw is what was missing in everybody else's business. 
When you walk into McDonald's, you see a system. Visual, emotional, functional, financial. Visual, emotional, functional, financial. McDonald's is a system. It's an operating system. It's an operating system that can be replicated successfully in the hands of kids at minimum wage with a 300% annual personnel turnover. Hear that? The most successful small business in the world. So if McDonald's is the most successful small business in the world, and it is, then all I had to do was replicate McDonald's for everyone. Now, I say that and people say, yeah, but you can't do that because, 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 because. But hear me, that's what all these books have done. And all these books are the E-Myth Chiropractor, the E-Myth um, 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 Landscape Designer, the E-Myth um, Accountant, the E-Myth Attorney, the on and on and on and on. All of the different vertical industries that our clients, our readers, have applied the E-Myth to and successfully grown their business. Um, my my um, co-author of the E-Myth HVAC contractor uh, just sent me, in fact, this, he sent it to me last night, a link um, to the story of his business. And you, you watch this video, which is the story of his business, and it just blows your mind. He built it on the E-Myth. From the very beginning to this very day, he's a $150 million company today. He's now built and sold 24 companies during the time he's building this $150 million company. Using the e-myth, HVAC, 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 HVAC. You understand, just this massively successful thing. I'll send you the link. Uh, it's Ken Goodrich is his name. I'll send you the link. And if it's I'll public, then we can post it in the show notes for everybody to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, no, he's published it for, for everybody. Good. Yeah, people watch that. You see, you'll see what we've done. He's read my book, The E-Myth Revisited, 39 times. He carried the book in his back pocket while he was designing, building, launching, and growing this company. He did it once, he did it twice, he did it three times, 10 times, 20 times, 24 times. He built it and sold it, built it and sold it. I said, why are you selling it? Why don't you just grow it? Amazing, just an amazing story. But understand, it's the heart of this system. And so when I say that to you, and you say, what have you done? How did you shift? And it, it's been a shift, 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 shift my entire career. And I'm 84 today. This podcast is brought to you by Penji. Penji is an unlimited graphic service that connects you with the top 2% of graphic designers in the world. Get the creative output of an internal design team without the overhead cost. Receive custom design projects from logos to flyers, from digital print, and even UI UX. I know because I've used them. 
They're perfect for, for graphic design service if you're the person that's either doing all the graphic design yourself or maybe you have an internal team that's just too busy and you need to outsource some of it. I've used them in creating our latest project, a 42-page ebook on productivity for coaches and consultants. It turned out fantastic. I've been very impressed with the overall communication and delivery. And what's great about Penji is that you're not just working with one designer's skill or style. Your team's skills can be treated like a design buffet. You can request a logo, custom illustrations, and even a website design all under one plan. This is because I need that level of flexibility and it's hard to find that by hiring a freelancer online. And not to mention the longer you work with Penji, the more they learn about your style and the brands you work with. Because you're a listener of Humanly Possible, the podcast, you get 15% off your first month. The process is simple. Before you sign up, enter the code H2H15. That's H number 2H15. And once you're in, submit your brief for the first project. I recommend submitting clear details so your brief is totally understandable and add visual examples so the team can see your style and knows exactly what you're looking for. Need a few edits? You can make revisions directly on the platform. Projects are always delivered in under 48 hours. And overall, I was super impressed with the process that it ended up giving me more time throughout my day. I felt confident that Penji was going to get it right and I didn't have to micromanage. So head over to penji.co and use the code H2H15 today for a better way to outsource your graphic design. Again, that's penji.co and use the code H2H15. This is awesome. This is just inspiring. Um, and I, I feel I, I, the, the thing I want to make sure that we cover is uh, what's next. Well, what's next is always been the question, hasn't it? What's next? And um, we're in a very, very, very exciting um, place in our lives, my wife and I. Um, What's next is what we call radical you. And big, 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 big question is, how do we bring what we've learned um, to every single human being on the planet? Because effectively, one of the greatest single problems on the planet is economic. And that is people the vast majority suffer economically. And they suffer economically because they depend upon um, education that doesn't work, um, careers that don't work, uh, lives that don't work. The fundamental misunderstanding about how does life work? How do people succeed? Now, because our work has been literally worldwide in 145 countries, because we have now, and I can get on calls today with people from everywhere in the world who are applying our essential evolution of an enterprise consciousness how to grow from a company of one to a company of 1,000. Because I know it's universal. 
then the question becomes, so how can we apply it universally at a cost that every single human being can afford? And that is then the genesis of what we call Radical U. And Radical U is an online entrepreneurial development school. And we call it the Eightfold Path. So that's what's next. We've been actively pursuing it over the past couple of years. Um, we have developed year one, year two, year three. We're in the process of completing year four and year five. And the eightfold steps that must be pursued by every human being on the planet understand how romantic and wildly um, absurd that statement is. Every single human being on the planet can do exactly what we have learned how to do and have applied literally to well over 100,000 small companies uh, in every industry. In Radical U, they can come to school and awaken the entrepreneur within. The dreamer, the thinker, the storyteller, the leader, the job, the practice, the business, the enterprise. So get that, the eightfold path. Step one is the dream. Step two is the vision. Step three is the purpose. Step four is the mission. Step five is the job. Step six is the practice. Step seven is the business. And step eight is the enterprise. And it's a process of growth, the evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000. And I've published that in the book called Beyond the E-Myth, the evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000. And I'm saying that every human being on the planet can do it. And if every human being on the planet can do it, then of course, our simple job is to make that available to everybody on the planet at a cost everybody in the planet can afford. And that's what we're in the process of doing. So that's what is up next. And there's two things I want to ask you on that before we uh, close out. Um, the uh, first thing is, um, why, why is each one a year uh, a year. So you're saying that the whole thing takes eight years to launch a business or is there another way, to, another perspective at that? Well, I'm saying that you're not just going to school, you're doing it. So year one is um, the platform for growth. So in year one, you discover your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission. And that's not just something you learn how to do. That's something you go through. It's a discovery process. It's an internal process that's vital to open up that creative instinct in every person that, in fact, they don't believe is there. They don't believe they possess. They don't believe they have the ability to do. I'm saying everybody has the ability to do it. It takes one less time another more time. But in fact, it is the thing that makes us human. So I say that born in the image of God, as it said in Genesis, which means we're born to create. So if we're born in the image of God, we're born as creators. 
And if we're born to create, then we're born to create a world fit for God. And so I use that as the fundamental principle underlying my belief system. And effectively, everybody is human, born to create. And if we're humanly born to create, then we simply need to learn how to do that. And by learning how to do that, we have to evoke the inspiration within that is necessary to drive my energy toward that, to awaken it, to discover it, to enliven it, and to make it a reality. So that's year one, the platform. Year two, the job is your client fulfillment system. That's the first thing that has to happen in any business. You have to go to work on your business, on your job, um, to design, build, launch, and grow your client fulfillment system. Year three is the franchise prototype. We call it the practice. And it's your lead generation system, your lead conversion system, coupled with the client fulfillment system we've created in the year before. And so that year, year three, is obviously critical to prepare yourself to replicate yourself in a business. Until you've built your practice, you can't design and build your business. Because once we get to the business, which is year four, all we're doing is replicating the practice. One chiropractor, two chiropractors, three chiropractors, up to seven chiropractors, up to seven landscape contractors, up to seven, um, chiro- um, um, name it. Coaches. Yeah. Consultants. Plus a turnkey management system. So now we've got the business orchestrated. And the final step is to turn the business into an enterprise. And now we have to create the leadership system. So you understand there's a logic tree to this entire process, but it's an enlivening process because you can't do that until you've done this. And you can't do this until you've done the other. And you can't do the other until you've done the thing before. So step one is the dream. Step two is the vision. Step three is the purpose. Step four is the mission. Step five is the client fulfillment system. Step six is the franchise prototype. Step seven is the business with a management system. And step eight is an enterprise with a leadership system. And I'm saying that every single small company on the planet can rise and thrive in exactly that way. And we built the system to make that happen. Now all we have to do is take it out to every human being on the planet. Sign me up. How do I get started? (laughs) uh, So is this something that people can sign up for? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so all you need to do is to email michael at michaelegerber.com. And we'll enroll you in Radical U. And guess what? You can join Radical U in your first year for only $10. Wow. wow. Hear me. You can join Radical U <laughs> for your first year for only 10 bucks. Wow, that's And cool. if you want to have an amazing teacher right now, I'm going to actually teach while you're enrolled in Radical U going through your 52-week 
video sessions of Radical You, I'm going to personally sit with a number of groups and to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the process and something magical is happening. Wow. So that's why I say it's up next, up next, up next. But we're committed to the transformation of entrepreneurship worldwide, which means committed to transforming the state of economics Mm -hmm. worldwide. And this is the way you do it. So cool. Well, I think, uh, I don't know about, um, I I actually believe that everybody out there is just going to jump on this. You can't not not do that. (laughs) That, This is like a a gift, a gift. So uh, thank you. So much. I'd love to just leave off with one final thought, something you want, you want to leave everybody with. I just want everybody to know that there is something new within you just waiting to be realized. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your experience is. I don't care what's limited you. I don't care what you know and what you don't know. I don't care how much education you've had. A blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. A blank piece of paper and beginner's mind is the rule of the day. And I'm suggesting that every single human being on the planet, to the degree you're inspired to discover who you are and why you're here, can indeed make this huge monumental difference in the world. We're ready to make that happen. Wow. I feel like standing up and clapping now, which I've never done on a podcast, but um, that that's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Brian, my delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.